Well, hello, internet friends near and far. Welcome to another episode of Parks and Conversation. This is a uh, podcast where we just take a few minutes, mainly an hour, to talk about a 22-minute episode of Parks and Recreation. And uh, I would encourage you to take no imitations. There are all kinds of Parks and Rec podcasts out there, some of them with people who actually worked on the show. But remember, we were here not first, but not the latest. And uh, by we, I mean my name is Jason, and uh, I'm joined all the way across town by my friend Jeremy. Say hello, Jeremy. Hey, how's it going? It is going well. It is fall in the greater Seattle area, which means it is raining. And I love it. I'm for I am it. here for it. So, uh, how are you? I, I'm good. I'm in a sweatshirt. And uh, because of those same things you said, so I'm, I'm feeling comfortable and cozy. And I like that versus okay. s- sweaty and muggy. I don't like those things. That's why I live in the Northwest. So that when that, that two weeks come around where it's really hot, I'm like, let's, we're all moving to Canada. Let's do it. Yeah. And you know, those two weeks where it's really hot, you're just going to be like, I just got to get these through these two weeks. Yeah. And then this come September, I just got to get through the next eight months. <laughs> I'm for those eight months, though. I'm fine. I've got my cozy sweaters, my hot cocoa. I'm good. That's all I need. Yeah. And well, this, good. Yeah. It, it, you know, I was taking my daughter to school today because um, she lives. The school is three minutes away by car. I was going to say she, um, she was with you. She lives with you. She was with me. I, I was driving okay. her to school um, and it was raining. And my first thought was, as I got into my car, I was like, maybe I should start a fire today. It is technically <laughs> still summer. <laughs> but I was like, oh, it'd be great to have a fire going in the fireplace today. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, good luck, good luck uh, with that. Well, I'm not worried about it. But yeah, I can do it. Don't worry. All right. Hey, let's talk about season four, episode nine. How's that sound? That sounds great. All right. And that's good because that's the one I watched. And uh, this is The Trial of Leslie Nope. And uh, it is a uh, pretty straightforward episode. There's mm-hmm. not a lot of A plot, B plot, C plot. It's just really one straight thing. But the cold open for this episode is thoroughly delightful <laughs> as Ron is working in his office. And he just yells April's name and she, uh, she comes in and he starts talking to her and, uh, he just, he just says, I, I was trying to buy this uh, model airplane on, on the internet. Um, and like April is like, Oh, for me. And he's like, don't sass me. Uh, but then he, <laughs> he freaks out because a pop-up said, Hey, Ron Swanson, check out this great offer. <laughs> and I love April's response. Like, what's your question to which Ron responds? My question is what the hell? <laughs> And that is one of those lines that when I feel flummoxed uh, and and I don't know what to do, uh, you know, around the house with or just talking to Kathy. That's one of the first things that comes to my mind is Ron's in that moment is like, I don't know what to say. I don't even know how to ask a question. My question is, what the hell? <laughs> I love it. It's valid. Um, it's valid. Yeah. Yeah. Like he just doesn't understand what is going on here. Um, and so April explains like there's these things called cookies. And when you go to a website, it learns things about you. And uh, and Ron is like, that is an invasion of my privacy. And then April tells him to go to Google Earth and type in his address. Uh, and the next thing we see is Ron taking his computer out <laughs> of the dumpster and just throwing it 
hard into the dumpster, which uh, I think everybody has had that feeling before. Like, I just want to throw this in the dump and walk away. Yeah, it's like, it, but it, it totally takes his, his lack of understanding how the internet and technology works to that extreme level. Like, it's one thing where we just kind of chuckle like, oh, old guy doesn't understand ads and cookies and privacy. And then he throws his computer away. Like, that's going to that's gonna erase him from the internet. <laughs> like, I don't know. Well, yeah. if we learn anything from Zoolander, the files are in the computer. That's true. It's true. So, and and it really prepares Ron for what what comes in the future with a certain tech company moving into town. Oh yeah. Yeah. Which is surprising like looking back to this moment, right? To who who Ron is going to be engaged with later. It's like why would you do this, Ron? I thought you were a man of principle. But let's not get too far ahead of right. the the emotional journey that that is Ron Swanson. This is his show. We're all just along for the ride. Um, yeah, so it's just one of the best cold opens. It has nothing to do with the rest of the episode. It's just Ron and April, Ronning and Aprilling. And, uh, I love it. So then it cuts, you get the credits and then, uh, we see Leslie and Ben holding hands, um, and confessing to, uh, to Chris that they have been dating for some time and, um, for about on and off for about a year. And, and Ben, uh, and, or Chris is like, I'm shocked. And his main shock, his first point of shock is that Ben uh, usually prefers tall brunettes, <laughs> which <laughs> I don't know why he would say that at that moment. <laughs> the reaction of Ben and Leslie were probably like, really? You do? And Ben's like, come on, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so they know that this creates some tension for Chris because, you know, he has this rule that he has been talking about uh, that there are no office relationships in the government. And so, um, so they're saying like, we're sorry, we put this into you and put you in this position. And, uh, Chris comes around the t- the desk and April gets a flighter, or not April, Leslie gets a, a flighter fight response. And she's like, are we fighting? Are we fogging? What's happening? What's going on? Um, and, uh, and then Chris is like, listen, uh, neither fighting or hugging are happening. You're both great employees, but I'm going to have to launch a full s- scale investigation into to the extent of your wrongdoing. <laughs> So I'm happy for you, but I'm going to investigate you. Right. So I, l- I love you, but now it's time to go to court. Yeah. So they are going to uh, do a ethics trial in the city council chambers um, on Monday morning. And uh, this is the the whole the whole episode is pretty much in this courtroom or the council chambers uh, for the the trial of Leslie. Nope. And, uh, I didn't think it could be put on trial because of what race you were. What? <laughs> I don't understand what you just mean by that. The ethnics trial. Like why? Uh, <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> That's not it. <laughs> wow. Uh, ethics trial. Did I say oh, ethnics eth- trial? I don't, it sounded like, I don't, I just, maybe I've always thought it was that. I was like, why? I don't understand why everyone's like, it's kind of (laughs) clear. Oh my gosh. We know exactly who it is. Uh, These are two of the palest people I've ever met. Um, Right. So, no, it was an ethics, ethics, Ethics which is a, uh, you know, behavior and 
uh, actions and ha- doing the right thing, their ethics. Mm. Okay. Um, and so uh, cuts to uh, Ben leaves that, that, that scene ends with Ben saying, I told you we'd feel better. <laughs> um, so then it cuts to Monday morning. We, I don't know how many days, I don't know if this was a Friday and they just had the weekend to get ready. Um, I don't know, but cut to Monday morning and, uh, Leslie is in the, the, the hearing chamber and Ben comes in and, uh, he's like, Hey, it's six 30. What are you doing here? It doesn't start for another two hours. And so Leslie's like, I got up early to get ready. So I've been here since 3am, uh, which is very Leslie. Uh, but, uh, you know, Ben brought a present for her and I don't know, uh, I don't know if gift giving is a regular part of uh, ethics trials. Um, if it is, it's new to me. Um, but he brings for her a gift to try to help her make make her feel better, and it's a plush Lil Sebastian uh, doll. Doll, yeah. Let's go with doll. Um, but this is what this is the problem that the, the problem I have with this episode. Ben says I had him made for you at the toy store. Mm-hmm. What toy store custom makes toys? Oh, Pawnee, Pawnee's toy stores. They make, they make all their toys. I have remember, never heard. Remember, they just got Nirvana. So, like, they have to make all of their stuff. Hmm. Interesting. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. That really got me, that threw me out of the, <laughs> and out of the whole episode. I love that. I like, this, this, is, is a- this is the problem. Like this right here, this little Sebastian toy episode done. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because a couple things. One, a miniature horse as a plush toy would probably uh, be the same as a regular size horse as a plush toy. Shorter legs, right? Shorter legs. Come on. <laughs> Come on now. Work, work with me here. I'm trying to. You're, you're not dumb. <laughs> it's, it's, you just get a, you just get a smaller plush toy. It's a pony. Like, oh gosh. I just, it really bothered me this time watching through. I, I, I was really bothered by this. Like, first of all, I don't know any toy stores that actually hand make toys. Uh, and second of all, why would he say, I like, just say, yeah, I saw this horse and I know you love little Sebastian. And just call it Little Sebastian, and she'd be on board with it. I don't know. It just really bothered. <laughs> you live me. in Seattle. You could probably throw a rock out your window and hit a toy company that makes like hipster custom toys. Not in my neighborhood. <laughs> I can't. There's no one behind me, and I can't throw. I can't throw rocks at the school anymore. And <laughs> like they're not. You know, I can't. I, I no, no. I don't think so. Listener, if you know of a a toy company in your neighborhood, in your town, that hand makes toys yeah. for their store, prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. I mean, unless you live in the North Pole with Santa's elves, <laughs> I don't know of any toy store that is hand making their toys. Build a bear. So I have to I have to go in there. That's the laziest toy store there is. Like they make you you're like the labor. I know. It's like a yeah, restaurant and- that says, like, hey, come cook your own food here. Which I, I'm for. That's uh, your kitchen. Just cook your own food. <laughs> no, it's about the experience of not being at home. That's the main reason why. I don't have to clean up this mess. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I'll just make it all and I'm going to leave. And you deal with it. 
Um, but yeah, I guess build a bear would be the closest thing, but mm, I don't, Ben said I had the toy store make it for you. So yeah. All right. Yeah. We spent a lot of time on this and I, I don't think we're any further. Well, I think this is the real trial. <laughs> ben is a liar right. is what we're finding out. And so <laughs> come the end of the episode, it makes sense then that he would do what he does. Cause he's like, man, I can't live with these lies anymore. So you think he just like got a small horse plush toy and said he had it made so that she yeah. would think he's awesome. Yeah. So come to find out he's not awesome. All right. All right. <laughs> wow. Anyway, it, it really bothered deep me. dive. <laughs> it really, really bothered me. So, um, but Leslie really loves this, uh, horse of lies and, uh, uh, and they, they start talking and Leslie's trial is going to be this day and she's really worried about it. And I was like, you're just going to get a slap on the wrist, maybe a suspension. Uh, and that's going to be fine. And Leslie's like, no, I, that's not good. I can't have this on my record. Um, and Leslie says, for me, a slap on the wrist is like a kick to the nuts. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so she's definitely <laughs> taking this hard. And, ben, and Ben's like, I know it is. <laughs> He's like, yeah, you're right. Um, yeah. So uh, they are like, Ben's like, listen, I'll just be right outside and I'll be here cheering you on. And so when you're getting nervous or you, if you miss me, look, and he looks to the wall and on the wall is the painting of this guy. And he's like, look at this wrinkled, hideous monster. And you'll know I'm sitting there rooting for you. OK. <laughs> um, and we learn about this, this painting, which is one of the very beautiful things about this show is we get the backstory of Pawnee. And uh, this painting, we learn there's three painting references in this episode. So it's awesome. Uh, Marcus Everett Langley was Pawnee's greatest lawyer at the turn of the century from the I'm, I'm assuming she means from the 1800s to the 1900s. Mm -hmm. So, because he doesn't look like a early 2000s lawyer. I don't know. It is Pawnee. Yeah. His nickname was Old Stoneface because of his steely demeanor and because he got in an accident at the rock quarry and dynamite blew up his face. See, and that's <laughs> and that's the part right there that got me. I was like, well, why did they just call him Dynamite Face? Yeah. Well, there's a lot of things about about Pawnee that are I'm starting to realize don't make sense. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I can't believe this town anymore fun fact this is actually based on a real painting of jean auguste dominique ingress it's a self-portrait but they they touched it up to make him look really ugly so um so whatever the guy's name was uh -huh. jean, he's jean, his, jean auguste dominique ingress yeah he is painting his own painting right and he's like i i'm, I'm gonna make myself real ugly no 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 i think i think a show like somebody some designer was like hey we need a picture of somebody that's like really ugly up on the wall but it needs to look like from the 1800s and they found this picture of a dude and like cool i know photoshop and then they made him look like dynamite exploded in his face okay yeah yeah he was just like uh, like william burr or something i don't know he looks like an old old dude do you mean aaron burr sure i don't know <laughs> i don't i don't sure. i don't like musicals so i don't know was, yeah. Remember last week when I talked about going back and getting a history degree? Mm -mm. I don't. Yeah. I tried to purge everything that happened from yesterday. That's why I don't like history. So, so did the internet. <laughs> um, <sighs> technology. So, um, yeah. So we, uh, I don't know. I think this guy, I, this would be a Bill great Burr, Instagram Bill Burr, The comedian. That's who it is, right? Bill Burr? Yeah. Is it from Mandalorian? He was like our, he was a president or he shot someone. I don't know. Yes, Bill Burr was in a duel 
with um, Alexander Hamilton. Mm -hmm. And he was like, listen, I'm from Boston. And uh, then he was like really rude. And and then later came and he's like, man, I was not a very nice person. Um, this is the whole story. And then he shot Alexander Hamilton. Mm -hmm. Bill Burr did. And now it's like, man, that was over 200 years ago. See, how, how are you still alive? And we're like, Bill Burr is a, is a vampire. A lot of people don't know that. Yep. All right. So the trial starts, um, and Chris comes in and he is giddy. And it's very confusing to Leslie. Um, and but she's like, you seem like in good mood. He's actually I'm miserable. I am totally stressed out and I'm filled with sadness. Um, and uh, so he had to go to his herbalist to get two shots of B12 and then an, ate an unreasonable amount of St. John wort. And then his herbalist took a weird bee pollen paste and rubbed it around his gums. And now his mouth feels like a spaceship. <laughs> <laughs> and he's so stressed and so all he's trying to fight off stress and all of his because uh, his stress leads to depression and he doesn't want to be depressed and so he has a whole bunch of herbal remedies to try to not be depressed um and uh and so as things get started uh the the person leading the investigate or the trial is saying all right we're gonna get started and it cuts to chris and he's got like a calendar of pill pill a day mm -hmm. popper things pill what are those called pill planners um he's got an advent calendar of them <laughs> and he opens one up what, do I, ooh, what just, do I get today <laughs> he pours that, that that square out and just throws the whole thing in his mouth um like he's doing everything he can to to not fall into crippling crippling depression while he's smiling like that was the best part he, he yeah. looks like a maniac it's great yeah so uh and this is also the time in uh Rob Lowe's career where he is starting to prepare for a role that re will require to have to have really long hair. Yeah. And, yeah. and so his hair is getting longer for many of these episodes and, and not knowing why as a, uh, as a viewer, the first time I watched this, it's like what's happening with Rob Lowe's hair, <laughs> but he was in a, in a movie. So, uh, so the what, long what, hair what was not was helping it? with the crazy looking, uh, it was that uh, movie about uh, the piano player, Liberace. He was like Liberace's... The Candelabra? Doctor or something. I don't know. I, I never saw the movie, but he was in it and he needed a long was hair. Was that with Matt Damon? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Matt Damon and Assorted Others. So that's what it said on the poster. <laughs> Matt Damon, Assorted Others with Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe numbers among the cast members. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Um, and so uh, so they're getting everything started. And uh, Leslie makes her opening statement, essentially saying, uh, you know, I we admitted to the relationship and I'll be fighting the charges that we violated and Chris's rule. Uh, but we did nothing wrong or unethical. Uh, and then it cuts to the second painting reference in <laughs> uh, it's a painting of a, of a woman standing on an ice floe. And I'm just going to read what Leslie says. In 1849, Sarah Nelson Quindle, I love their names, Sarah Nelson Quindle exposed her elbow outdoors, which was a, which was a class A felony. <laughs> Although she felt the law unjust, she acknowledged that she had broken it, and she nobly accepted her punishment to be set adrift on Lake Michigan like a human popsicle. Look how calm she looks. That's how I feel. Totally zen. <laughs> so, um, that'll come back, uh, because Chris then says, uh, starts his statement asking when did they start their relationship? And Leslie says, we it started when you sent us out of town. 
Uh, and, um, and then Chris says, have you ever received any special treatment as a result of your relationship with Ben Wyatt? And she says, I received adorable nicknames and amazing back rubs. <laughs> then she realizes, Oh, this is a professional moment. <laughs> um, no, no professional things. And so, uh, then did you ever break any local state or federal law? And she says, no. And it's like, okay, that's great. Um, and then the, the leader of the tribunal says, uh, says, okay, tri- Mr. Traeger is going to call 14 witnesses. Uh, and, and Les is like, what? We just solved this. And he's like, no, I'm sure that all the things you did a bunch of different, different things wrong mm-hmm. because corruption leads to, uh, misuse of funds and all kinds of different stuff. Um, and so she is now going to have a real trial because she may have received special treatment, may have be guilty of bribery um and so she's like this is terrible so she calls up all her people uh after a 10 minute break to get them all on the case on investigating she wants to send andy to go get some files and andy cannot follow her instructions at all (laughs) and so april's like i will go with him uh which is very fun just looking at Andy, as he's right. he, listening, <laughs> <to> like, process. <laughs> it's like, there's no way this is going to stick in my brain. Uh, <laughs> she's even and, snaps like, over here, look, over here, look. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so April's like, I'll take him. And then she, Andy, or Leslie asks Ron to go and talk to all the other department heads. And Ron's response is, I don't know the names of any of the department heads. <laughs> and Don is like, I will take him. Um, right, so once and, again, uh, women are like totally bailing the guys out because they're, use- oh, they're yeah. useless. Yes, this is this is the truth. And Leslie then says, uh, and I need you to text me every 30 seconds that everything's going to be OK. And she does. Um, and uh, so then it cuts back to Leslie uh, outside uh, or in front of the painting um, with a talking head. I broke one rule and I will accept a slap on the wrist. But when you sit back and let your reputation be des- destroyed, you'll go down in history as a frozen whore. <laughs> <laughs> so first of all, it's like. Look at her. She's so zen. She's standing up for her dignity. And then is like, no, she's a frozen whore. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm better uh, than her. Yeah. I, I, I do love Leslie. Yeah. I, I think it's important to note, too, that they kept saying, you know, that this is my, you know, Chris's rule. And then he stands up for himself and he says, this is not my rule. It's not right. because and the only reason why I said that is because it's he's saying like this is this is the line of between friendship and government like I have to do my job. And I think for us as viewers like we like Chris we're like why are you doing this? And we kind of know but once he says it in that so emphatically it's like we go it was like oh okay. And that's when Leslie like kicks in the high gear cuz she's like okay now we really have to defend our myself. And so anyway, I just yeah. Yeah. Not Chris's rule. Right. Chris is actually not doing anything wrong. Right. He's doing his job. And, um, and, and yeah. in, fact, so this in is, fact, if he looks the other way and doesn't do this, he's just in, as complicit as what Leslie is being uh, accused of. Right. Right. So, yeah. So he has to uh, do the, the thing he doesn't right want to do. Thing, yeah. yeah. For the, the city government of Pawnee. So, um, yeah. So Leslie and Anne are talking and, um, you know, and, uh, it was just coming out in from the hallway and Leslie says, how's Ben? He's fine. And he, and he also said that, uh, you, he said to look at the monster <laughs> and I hope you know what that means. Um, and, uh, and then Ron comes in and is like, Hey, there's a rumor that there's a killer witness. Um, and Leslie's like, I don't know how there could be any witness unless somebody's trying to lie about it. 
Um, and so she says, Ron, find out who it is and silence him. <laughs> and Ron's like grin is like, he's like with pleasure. And he's like smiles like, well, let me make it clear. Don't silence him. Just make sure he can't talk. And Ron's like, I got it. <laughs> I don't think any, I don't think the plan changed at all in Ron's mind. <laughs> no, like, no. Ron was definitely going to solve the problem. Um, so. So Anne is the first witness um, that Leslie calls because, of course, she is. And uh, and so she asks uh, Anne to pull up an email uh, that uh, she sent um, that had the title. The, the email was entitled Yay, and that's Yay with 18 Ys and 44 exclamation points. <laughs> um, and it's an email with an attachment, and it's a video that uh, Leslie made. Um, <laughs> like a trailer type video um, that is ominous in a world. It, yes. Uh, and, uh, but basically it's like in a world where all the terrible things are happening, a man with a cute face and the future president of the United States um, went out and then it cuts to Leslie, like just talking into the camera. <laughs> ben and I hooked up last night and I learned how to use iMovie. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah. And she did. If she made that, that's really good. Yeah. That was impressive. Yeah, not, not, like not bad. Yeah, did you like the zoom in of the of the pictures of Ben and Leslie right. and edits? So many good things. I love how it was still like a cutout picture, so you could see the core. Anyway, that's nerd stuff. Did you notice that um, um, Anne's laptop case was the that she was using the same one that Mark gave her? I did not notice that. Yeah. I good eye, eagle eye. Yeah, I learned that when I was reading the trivia in IMDb. Well, thank you, IMDb. <laughs> yeah. That was helpful. Yeah, that was kind of um, cool. Yeah, so uh, so that is the the date of that was May twelfth, which was the day after they returned from Indianapolis. Uh, so that's her first point. Like this was the official day. I have documentation. Good job, Leslie. The next is Tom's witness and or Chris's witness, Tom. Uh, and Tom is uh, his question for Tom is uh, how long were you two lovers? <laughs> <laughs> so Tom then explains when who's your date or who's your match uh, hooked them up. Tom was messing with Leslie. Um, and then Leslie as a joke, uh, kissed him as a joke. And Tom is very emphasis on the joke part of it. Um, and, uh, so Leslie then cross examines, um, and it's like, have we had any con contact after that? No. Um, it would be like kissing your elderly aunt. <laughs> your my older sister's elderly aunt, which would also be his elderly aunt. <laughs> no, so, no, it wouldn't. <laughs> Leslie is so offended. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah. Leslie's response is no, it wouldn't. And Tom did say like she knew what to do um, in that episode. But uh, but I'm saying like Tom's response, it would be like kissing, dating my older sister's elderly aunt. Yeah. It would still be Tom's elderly aunt. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so uh yeah so that, i just thought that was funny <laughs> like there's a separation <laughs> between himself and the elderly right um I also, and then no go ahead keep going well i was going to move on to the next one so what were you gonna no, say? i was just gonna say it's like this is the start of the genius writing of the show in my opinion because these are all flashbacks to all these different episodes and all these things that happened previously that i don't i i like to believe that they didn't have this planned like this episode planned and so when they got to this point you know, they're pulling up all of these these instances and then linking them all together to create this one episode, which I thought was just absolutely genius. And 
just to appreciate these flashbacks and the writing is is of Parks and Rec. I think this is one of the things that makes the show so great. Yeah, it's a clip show without any clips. Yeah. So it's pretty good. I, I do enjoy I enjoy a clip show from time to time. But it has to have a narrative reason. Exactly. Like the office uh clip show when they're being bought out by Saber. Uh, like there's a there's a a attempt at a narrative reason for this, right? But sometimes, yeah. like sometimes, they just do a clip show at the when the show's about to end, like Seinfeld, and Jerry comes and he talks directly to the sh- to the audience and says, "We're going to do a clip show." Essentially, it's like you didn't even write anything. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is a free show for you. It's lazy. Yeah, it's lazy. Exactly. Um, but this is like a callback with all bunch of clips that we remember right. in our mind, and I love it. Um, and they could have, they could have thrown the clips in when they were talking about these things, yeah. but they didn't because they were restraining themselves. So good job. Yeah. Or, or good job. Or, Parks and or Rec. if they did, they were really, really short. Like when they talked about, cause Chris saw Leslie and Tom kissing, but they didn't like play the whole scene. It was just his reaction shot. So in a sense, like, yeah, they played the clip, but it wasn't like we're playing this because of the jokes and because of to fill time like a regular clip show. They're actually using it like these things happened in our shared, you know, in the universe, in the history of the the Pawnee and these people. So that's, I don't know. It just takes it to that another level. Yeah. Okay. Um, More things. Yeah. So good stuff. So uh, Leslie then interviews April and April uh, says Ethel Beavers did it. Who is the stenographer (laughs) here? Um, And uh, so uh, she's not helpful at all. And then Andy immediately is like, is this about the laptop? I didn't mean to steal it. I took it home and I spaced. I forgot. I'm going to bring it back. It totally works, but I got spaghetti in the keyboard. (laughs) Chris is like, what laptop? (laughs) And he's like, objection. (laughs) Uh, So also not helpful. And then Leslie, um, is still thinking that she's winning and things are going well. Uh, she's refuted all of Chris's claims. Um, and so then he's like, Hey, I got a receipt. His next port part is a receipt for Pawnee super sweets motel. Um, and that Leslie submitted for reimbursement. Uh, and so he's saying this could be a romantic getaway on taxpayer expense. And then Leslie calls Donna. Um, and, and she says, Donna, would you explain to uh, everybody what we were wearing the day you came over to that hotel? Um, and she says, khakis and button down shirts, your basic white people clothes. <laughs> 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 I loved that so much. Your basic white people clothes. <laughs> and uh, and then Les uh, was like, what did the room look like? Did it look like anything romantic had happened? And I was like, no, I have ruined my share of hotel rooms. Um, and it looked like a, it looked like an office and let's just say it was an office because our, our offices were being fumigated. And so we had to, uh, work somewhere. And so we went to the hotel, pulled an all nighter. And the only thing that was ravaged were those federal grant proposal proposals that Donna had dropped off earlier. Um, and, uh, then she has a talking head, which is like, I've seen over 200 episodes of law and order and it's paying off big time. And then it cuts back to her in the, in the, in the court. It's like, and by the way, we got the gramps. Like, ah, the cramps, uh, the, the grants. It was supposed to be an awesome moment. <laughs> so, um, so then it cuts to Leslie talking to Ethel like, Hey, you've seen a bunch of these. How do you think I'm doing? And Ethel is not helpful. 50, 50. <laughs> so, uh, and you're like, but if you want to wager on it, I'll give you 60, 40 against. And Leslie's 
like isn't that unethical <laughs> and i was like i'm not the one on trial <laughs> so, Dude, that, I, love I, I think that was probably my favorite joke of the entire episode i i laughed out loud of it because ethel's just like she's just doing her thing eating her soup typing the stuff up and if she is trying to be ethel you know she just throwing the shade right back at you it's great yeah she's fantastic um i don't know what all her jobs are in city hall <laughs> yeah because she's also on the fourth floor right. doing something. And whenever they have an ethics trial, they're like, oh, yeah, Ethel rhymes with it. It starts ethics, Ethel. And it goes together. Uh, so they probably just call her in. They just searched in their email. Ethics. <laughs> Wait, auto, auto corrected. Did you mean Ethel? Oh, yeah. We, yeah. Let's get her. Well, you know how like when you you have somebody's email in your system, right. like you start, the school email, you and you can just type their name, mm-hmm. it'll pull up somebody, right? Right. So like E-T-H, that's enough. Enter. And it went to Ethel. And maybe the person coordinating this was trying to find ethics committee. Um, and Ethel just got rubbed in like, well, I guess I'm a stenographer or whatever. Um, it's better than sitting on the fourth floor with the uh, the, the baby stabbing people. <laughs> the, pe- the babies who stab people. Okay. okay. That's, <laughs> that's way better. Is it? Um, okay. So then the next uh, witness is uh, Ron. and. This is the closest thing possible to a callback to the cold open because Ron is asking or Leslie's asking Ron about his address. Mm-hmm. And every time he starts to she starts to say anything about his address, he makes a loud noise so that it can't be put on the official record. Um, and uh, yeah, and Ethel's just like, I can't hear what he's saying. Um, so Ron wins. And then um, it, he just pauses and is like, she's here. <laughs> and who's here? Tammy too. I can smell the sulfur coming off her cloven hooves. <laughs> and Chris like, good nose. Good nose, Ron. Yeah. <laughs> Tammy's my next witness. Yeah. And he just takes off. Uh, Ron takes off. And so Tammy too uh, comes in and, uh, and Leslie, this is the first time Leslie feels nervous because Tammy is a sociopath who could say or do anything. A pretty good killer witness. Um, and so Chris is like, I, now Tammy, you have claimed to have evidence linking Leslie and Ben. Uh, and Tim's like, absolutely. I have several photographs that will de- definitively prove. And Chris says, may I remind you that you're under oath? And if you lie, I'll have to fire you and you'll be prosecuted. Nothing. They will prove nothing. <laughs> and she's like, have good luck with your trial. Bye. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So Leslie is just killing it in this ethics trial. Well, and, and again, like, I think Chris right there, save it showed like he's trying to remove anything to anything at all. He's, it's like he's helping, but, but not at the same time. Right. Because Uh he's got to bring Tammy forward because she would cause a stir. And so why did he choose her as a witness? Well, he's eliminating her as a threat later because now she's on record and now she can't do anything. And so by him saying, let me remind you that it shuts down. So why, why are you calling a witness that could help your side when you know that what you're about to say is going to make them not want to present their, evidence so so right. chris yeah chris is smart like he's he is helping leslie i don't yeah yeah so yeah chris is being thorough he's pursuing the truth chris is not the bad guy right. here and um and so he's got one more witness and then they will uh wrap it up and uh and so he his last witness is george williams uh, and he comes in and 
he's from public works. And as he walks in, cuts to a talking head of Leslie, who's like, Oh, George Williams, the, he's a maintenance worker, NASCAR enthusiast. I, and, uh, interesting tidbit. I once bribed him to keep my relationship with Ben quiet. Um, and so Chris asks directly, you say that you saw Ben and Wyatt Leslie nope kissing at little Sebastian's Memorial. And this is where it cuts back to the, the talking head <laughs> where you can see them, uh, working this out. Uh, cause it, you know, it's like, did you use this certificate? Yeah, I got a, I got a facial. My wife said my skin was luminous. Um, and, uh, <laughs> but, it, but Ben but and Leslie it, said, please keep this quiet. Don't talk to right. anybody about this. So but it's just also funny. Just like when you put it in that sentence, like, these two are kissing. They're making out at a small horse's like funeral service, which is just mm-hmm. ridiculous. Yeah. Well, part of the there's another ethics piece here as well, though, that George George should be put on trial because he accepted the bribe. Agreed. And he used it. <laughs> and he's, he has no problem saying that. <laughs> but yeah, I used it. I got a I got a facial. My, my wife said uh, I looked luminous. <laughs> so. Um, and uh yeah so so then leslie's like oh no i gotta figure out a way to trap him up and uh and (laughs) she said oh i i see you wearing glasses but you weren't wearing glasses the day of the memorial service and so she holds up a piece of paper uh he's like can you read this and he's like i could read this if i weren't so blind (laughs) well that went terribly (laughs) (laughs) so leslie immediately calls for a 55 day recess (laughs) you have 30 minutes um so cut back to the team and uh so they're looking through all the loopholes all the different things trying to find a way to um uh see if there's anything in the town statutes that uh could get her out of this um and so there's some weird laws um about uh sexual activity in the town of Pawnee um or lack of the elimination of which i don't know how they would Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, and then Tom Haverford <laughs> says, uh, in 1882, should a Presbyterian speak out of turn, he may be caned across the shin bone. Uh, Donna finds out that black people still can't legally use the sidewalks. Um, there's all kinds of things that are not great going on. Um, and uh, so Leslie sends somebody to go get Ben. Uh, and then April's like, any woman caught laughing is a witch. That's true. <laughs> uh, so Donna comes back. He's not there. And he's like, no, he's supposed to just right there. He's probably in the bathroom. And so Donna goes looking for him. Um, and then Ron and Leslie have a, uh, have a heart to heart. You know, it wouldn't be a full, uh, very special episode of, of Parks and Recreation without a Don and Leslie moment or Ron and Leslie moment. And uh, she's looking at the third mural of, of the third painting of, uh, of the episode. And it's a mural called Bad Pawnee, Good Pawnee. All the terrible things on one side, all the good things on the other side. And Leslie's saying, I'm going to be on the bad side. And Ron is uh, is telling her, no, you, you. the difference between a b- bad person and a good person is if some, a good person does something bad, they learn from it and keep moving. And that's what you're going to do. Um, and so Leslie calls everybody to stop looking for the loopholes. And uh, she's like, I'm just going to let this happen. Um, and uh, yeah. and then. She, um, she's telling the team, like, I let everybody down. I'm disappointed in myself, basically. And Tom's like, bribing yourself, bribing someone to hide a sex paid. I'm proud to call you a friend. So again, Tom is a sleaze. Um, but, uh, they're back in and as they, as the, uh, ethics committee comes back in, it looks like Chris is dead and, or has bad diarrhea. (laughs) That was the first thing I was like, oh man, I've, I've seen that face before. 
Um, and so it's like, what's going on with Chris? Um, and, uh, and so they say, let, uh, we'll be invested ending this, um, and investigation and moving on to the punishment phase. And Leslie says, I have no objections. And so she is suspended for two weeks without pay. Uh, and she's kind of shocked. She's like, I should, this, I should be getting fired. Why am I not getting fired? And Chris says, Ben took full responsibility and he resigned effective immediately. And, um, and Chris like, I tried to talk him out of it, but his mind was made up. And this is where I think the, the brilliance of this episode is, is great because Chris says you have to, um, read the record Mm -hmm. because this is all on the record. And so she goes to Ethel and, um, asks Ethel to read the, the, the official record. And it cuts between Ethel reading back into the room where there, where Ben is resigning, um, back and forth, uh, which I love that technique. I'm sure there's a name for it, but I love it. It, wait, wait, um, which one? The one we're like reading back and forth, like Ethel's reading a thing, and then it cuts to the scene where it's actually happening. Oh yeah, parallel editing. Thank you. You went to film school. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So this parallel editing, I I love this kind of thing, yeah. and you know it's not something you see in a 22 minute sitcom. But you know this is this is why one of the reasons why Pony is high or Pony Parks and Rec is high art in my mind. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so, uh, as, and especially because Ethel doesn't care <laughs> yeah, at all <laughs> as she's reading. Zero. Um, so, uh, it, you know, Ben, um, so Ethel starts reading Mr. White, Chris, for God's sake, would you mind not jumping for a while? <laughs> Mr. Traeger, sorry, Ben, but this is how I fight depression. And it cuts back and he's doing like jumping jacks. Right. Um, okay, fine. I'll stop. Um, and so, uh, you know, he's, Ben is saying uh, that he is prepared to resign and take full responsibility. Um, and it gets back to Ethel, Mr. Wyatt. That is correct. Uh, and Chris then says, was it worth it? All of this hiding, all of this scandal, losing your job, was it worth it? And Ben says it was. Um, and then cuts back to Ethel saying, because I love Leslie, I want to be with her and I don't want to hide the way I feel about her anymore. So yeah, it was worth it because I'm in love with Leslie. No, Mr. Traeger, that was beautiful. I'm literally crying and jumping, crying noise, crying noise, nose blow, Mr. Wyatt. It's going to be okay. Mr. Traeger. Oh, let it out, I guess. <laughs> and transcript. Your, your, your Ethel Beavers is, is pretty spot on. Oh, it's so genius because it's hilarious and heartwarming at the same time. Like if it had yeah. been Ben saying this, like if we watched the scene, it would have been like, oh, this is a sweet moment and sappy. But then with Ethel reading it, it's absolutely hilarious. Yeah. And- but the, the, the fact that she like didn't just and it's dead take the words. Yeah. Yeah, crying noise, crying noise. noise. She put crying noise twice. (laughs) So this is going on for a while. (laughs) Okay, I guess this is the next sentence. Okay, more crying noise. (laughs) At some point, I I picture Ethel like just like writing crying noise, waiting for somebody to do something, and like eating some more soup or something, and then oh, more crying noise, (laughs) nose blow. Um, Yeah, still crying. Pretty great. Yeah. Oh man, it was uh yeah, so good. And it's official record. And as Leslie knows, as we know about Leslie, she uh wants to make sure all emotions and relationship dynamics are captured on the official record. As they should. We learned about that 
with her uh, previous ethics violation where she was using class teachers of the rec center to throw a party for her personal benefit. Um, and she learned that it was an amazing party. It was an official document. Uh, so she goes to uh, Ben's house. And I don't know, is that Ben's house? Or is it Leslie's house? I can't, I, I don't know. But he's sitting outside in the snow. I don't know why. Uh, but she comes back. It's like, hey, I can't believe you did that for you for me. I can't believe um, what you're willing to do. And he's like, well, it's going to happen one or the other. I hope this doesn't affect your campaign. And and then she's like, don't worry about that. But there's some other things that came out at the end of the trial. Um, I think you'd be interested in. And so she's like, Ethel, could you read page 132 of the official testimony? <laughs> she's in the car. <laughs> Yeah, so Ethel comes out with this big book uh, and she reads, Ethel Beavers, the official record has now annoyingly been reopened so that Leslie Nope can make a statement. Leslie Nope, let the record state that I, Leslie Nope, love Ben Wyatt. I love him with all my heart. Did you get that? Ethel Beavers. Yes, I got it. Thank you, Ethel. And then and then they hug and kiss and stuff. And Ethel's like, can I get a ride home? It's freezing. <laughs> so, yeah, so great. Uh, um, but there's one member of the team that we did not hear from during the trial. Mm-hmm. And they saved that for the cold open or the credit scene. And uh, Leslie is talking to Jerry. And she says, can you please state your name for the committee? Gary Gergich. <laughs> and Leslie says, oh, God, Jerry, you can't even get your own name right. And, <laughs> and Jerry says, actually, my name is Gary. Gary, on my first day here, the old director, he called me Jerry, and I just didn't think I should correct him. <laughs> and Leslie still doesn't. She's like, that's ridiculous. Your name is Jerry. <laughs> Legally, my name is Gary. And he gets out his identification, and Leslie's looking at it, he's like, Gary Gergich, Jerry Gergich, Gary Gergich, Jerry. God, God they're, both hor- they're both horrible. <laughs> but Jerry's better. I'm going to call you Jerry. <laughs> and, so, and so I seriously wonder, from the last episode, this is what we were talking about with this Parks and Rec, uh, the old ID card from this very first one and that when we were saying hey there's that's going to come up in the next episode with Gary because his name Gary is on that card so I wonder was that a plant for this scene or this thing or did somebody kind of make a goof on that card and then they just rolled with it and then did this credit like I don't know like I'm really curious to see how this whole that all unfolded because this is definitely a two-part kind of thing well, this is going to now be an ongoing problem for for, for Mr. Gergen. For sure. <laughs> if that is his real name. Uh, so, yeah, Gary, Jerry, you know, he got his ID card on the first day. So, like, it like it would all make sense. Right. Like, he, his, his director takes him to the place to get the ID card in the office and is like, uh Bill, this is my new administrator, Gary Gergich. And administrator just types in Gary Gergich. And Gary, at the moment, is so timid. He's been working here for 30 years. You know, like, we've seen him. He's not a a stand-up-for-yourself guy. It's like, I guess that's what's going on. I'm Jerry. (laughs) I'm Jerry Gergich now. Um, And so... And so Leslie continues, oh, okay, Jerry, do you remember a time? I'm sorry, I can't get over this Gary Jerry thing. And Chris like, neither can I. Jerry, you can go. <laughs> they didn't even use him as a witness because his name just no. messed everybody up. <laughs> I can't get over okay. this. Neither can you're I. Use- Jerry, you can go. You're, you're useless now. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, man. It's such a great credit scene yeah. because 
everybody had something to contribute to this episode uh, in some way or another. Uh, and Jerry's was, again, being Jerry. Right. <laughs> Nobody wanted his help. <laughs> so, Regards. Yeah. Well, he's doing fine. Uh, my, my favorite review on IMDb is, is this show is ruined. They finally had a chance to get rid of Leslie and fire her. But no, same old story. She does something and no punishment is given. On top of that, she only cares about herself and listens to nobody. An awful character that needs to go. And nope, they stick with her. This show is the worst. I'm sorry. As long as this horrible character, parentheses, Leslie, is here, the show is unwatchable. Sad. And they keep watching. Yeah, because oh, it's probably, oh. it's, it's, it's got to be a, a, it's a spoof. It's a troll. Yeah. Review. But Trolls. Trolls are the worst. But I do think it's funny. It's like they finally had a chance to get rid of, you know, the main star of the show. Yeah. Anyway, um, what did you think of the yeah. show? This this episode. You know, this episode. I really like this episode. I think it's fun. I think the uh, um, the you know different shows will try to do a oh this is the Law and Order spoof right right and they they won't come out like Community did this really well and they did a good job of saying like this is this right but most of the shows like if, if other shows that would try to do that they wouldn't say we're doing it. But, you know, Leslie says, I've watched a ton of Law and Order. Right. <laughs> like, and so she is totally approaching this as somebody who doesn't have a background in law, but has seen a lot of law <laughs> on television. Yeah. And uh, I, I just I think that is endearing to this show to say, like, yeah, Leslie thinks she can do anything. And this is one more evidence of her thinking she can do anything. So, yeah. What did you think? Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it because because of the same thing like at first it gets it's slow like i feel like the build-up for it is kind of a bummer it's coming it's like you know their relationships getting called out and it's going to end poorly but then as it builds up and as they defend themselves and as leslie defends herself and they do the 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 flashbacks and stuff like that i thought it was a lot of fun i do wish you know some of the char- other characters were involved just a little bit more but yeah overall it was it was a it was a good episode it finally kind of ends the whole thing with ben and leslie as well because now they can move on so that chapter is kind of like over which i do appreciate at this point so they can do other things so yeah right yeah yeah and you know we're going to be able to uh get to know ben a little bit better in uh in the coming days my favorite bit of ben arc is coming up so yeah it's exciting is it his claimation yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to rush into things, but yeah. I'm assuming that people who are listening to this have watched <laughs> the show. <laughs> so no, his, just just his his entire journey of trying to figure himself out is is great. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the the claymation, the calzones, uh, the starting with the um, I believe this is the beginning of the tack the uh, accountant firm, and all mm-hmm. of that, which leads to Cones of Dunshire. Like it's just opens stuff up so much, and I think that that's why I'm excited about it and. Yeah, I like I really I really enjoyed this episode. Plus, Chris got to be like he had to he had to be Chris. He had to do his job. So there was a little bit of reality in it. Like it's not just mm-hmm. everybody goofing around in a public, you know, uh, or, a, or a, a government office. You know, it's like this stuff has to happen. So, yeah. Yeah, it's good. And it's a very believable episode, all except for the <laughs> idea that a, a small town <laughs> toy store hand makes toys. <laughs> So, I mean, looking at the toys, reviews, toys have to be made. That's where somewhere. I would give it a two star for. 
They're not made at like a small store in Pawnee. <laughs> I hope they're not. I I hope you get flooded with like like just I don't know so many small town toy shops that make their own toys. Please, if that happens, please listeners, please. If that actually happened, <laughs> I would I would be amazed. It's I'm not I'm not you know sometimes people feel say like I'm inundated with email I'm not inundated I'm not even dated like I'm I I'm not ate it I I like there, it's not like there's so much email so listener if you know of a small town toy store that makes its own toys send me an email <laughs> you can email us at parksandconversation at gmail dot com please let us know um, and also listeners if you are newer to the show maybe you just started listening in the last couple months. Um, uh, we're, we're glad you're here. We'd love to hear from you as well. Uh, let us know how you heard about the show and also, you know, tell your friends, tell your enemies, you know, there's all kinds of people doing all kinds of rewatches. One of them is Rob Lowe. And I'm, I mean, I, the guy has everything in the world and now he's coming in on our park parks and rec rewatch game. So come on, dude, Rob, give us some room, man. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so we'll see. I bet it's awesome though. I bet it's so good. I just can't get myself to watch it or listen to it because I'm like, he's, he's better than us. Yeah, We'll just quit. <laughs> yeah. Which is not, I don't, I don't, I don't want to quit anything no, ever. No, no, I think there's room. I mean, I think we're kind of like, I, I, what I like about the idea of, of doing another, of another parks and recreation podcast is that, you know, even if Rob Lowe has his and everybody, you know, it's been done a hundred times. It's a lot like Pawnee. You know, how many newspapers and media outlets do they need? It doesn't matter. There's always room for one more. And that's us. Wow. Wow, Jeremy. Yeah. You totally changed my perspective on this. <laughs> All right. Well, now we... Now- I welcome our Rob Lowe overlords. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Rob and Alan Yang, for making another show. And we look forward to our future cooperation. <laughs> in the covering of the Pawnee media sphere. So what if we're the snake hole lounge of the podcast of Pawnee? <laughs> At least we're not Sue Salads, right? right? Exactly. Oh, that's gross. We're not the library. Oh, bar. Disgusting book jockeys. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right. So what uh, episode 10 mm-hmm. is going mm-hmm. to be once the uh, computer clicks catch up with all of the things that I'm trying to do is... Citizen Nope. Citizen Nope. Leslie tries to keep herself busy during her suspension from the department, but gets some bad news about her campaign. And Ben yeah. searches for a new job in the private sector. It's a great episode. Great episode. So very good. And also, uh, you know, we learn about the dangers of PCP. So, <laughs> yep. Yeah. T- tune in yeah. how you too can avoid PCP. Yeah. The other day, I had a moment of. Uh, just thinking about growing up watching television and how like almost every Monday night was tonight on a very special blossom. Right. And when my kids learn things like that, like hard lessons, it's really like, just like a friend drama or some kind of thing like that. It's really hard for me to not say to them in that moment tonight on a very special of blossom. (laughs) They will have no idea what I'm talking about. Right. Uh, But like people, everybody my age would know exactly what I'm talking about. 
Like we, got, we just had a great episode of Fresh Prince on Monday night, <laughs> and then like it, in between the last the, the the end of that episode and the credits, it's like tonight on a very special episode of Blossom. Right. Tony is on heroin or whatever it was, and it's like, dang, dude. Like, I was really laughing a minute ago, and now I'm really sad. I'm and then sad. Joey Lawrence is like, whoa, and you're like, what? I don't know what happened. happened. Anyway, oh, that's what. I, 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 I think I was thinking about that because she is the host. She's hosting with Ken Jennings on uh, Jeopardy for the rest of this season. Blossom so, is? Yeah, Mayim Bialik. Oh, nice. Yeah, so she's doing that do, for a while. Do we talk about the Punky Brewster very special episode on this on this podcast? I can't remember. The one where she almost died in the fridge yeah, outside? Yeah. That traumatized. It wasn't her. It was her friend who almost oh, died. Oh, that's right. That's fridge, right. Her right? friend. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it was like, it was just extolling the, the dangers of of abandoned refrigerators. I just, and, and while, while yes, that's probably a really bad thing. I just think that's a very, just a strange thing to just really key in on to make, to build an episode around. I don't know. <laughs> the eighties were a very troubling time. I, were they just, I mean, I don't grew up in the eighties and I don't remember abandoned refrigerators everywhere. Like, Hey, let's go ride that refrigerator. <laughs> yeah. Let's go play in that chest freezer. Right. Yeah. That's a good idea. Kids. Let's see how many let's see how many people we can cram in here. No, nobody did that. But I remember finding all kinds of weird things in the woods. <laughs> so there was weird stuff out there in the eighties. I was like, "Why is this here?" And then it just what is? And this? then just all dis- disappeared. Like the nineties came around. Like ah, we're done being weird. Well, the nineties came around, and I got busy with middle school. <laughs> so like I wasn't out adventuring so, and just finding. So things. maybe it's still out there. We just don't know. I don't even know where to look. <laughs> where are the woods anymore? Oh, wow. My, Man, now, here's, now, here's I, now, I thing. Get, now I am depressed. Great. Well, here's something to think about and take this into the weekend. Uh, have my, I, I grew up, you grew up kind of in not most of your, you grew up in Tacoma, but then also like your dad's place out in the kind of the woods, right? Yeah. And there was some free range childhood, right? For sure. Where like I spent a lot, a lot of time in the woods mm-hmm. around my grandma's house. A lot of time. Those woods don't exist anymore. It's all houses. But like, I, I don't think my kids who are now 15 and 13 have ever spent free range time in the woods. Isn't that weird? Yeah, that is. That is weird. And uh, it's not because I wouldn't want them to. There are no woods to go to. <laughs> like the closest thing is the green belt behind my house that is about to be 17 houses. Like that's the closest thing, but even then, like they could just, I could see them the whole time. <laughs> so <laughs> it's just weird. Oh, great! Now I'm, I'm gonna have to go anyway. call my herbalist and get pumped. <laughs> well, I hope your your mouth feels like a spaceship. <laughs> Usually, that's how I know it's working. <laughs> that's exactly right. All right. All right. Well, earlier I said I don't want to quit anything, but I do want to quit this episode. So let's uh, wrap it up. All right. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> All right. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.